we're going to be talking about a special topic, specifically what habit eating holiday habits mean to us emotionally and how to better process holiday eating to enjoy the season. I'm going to pop up my co-host here, Mike Bell, and ask him, all right, a lot of people love food when it comes to the holidays, Mike. So are you one of those people or are you more of a, like, a quality <laughs> time person? Uh, no, no, no. It's all about the food. Let's be real. Because you, you have the rest of the year to spend quality time with your friends and your family and your loved ones. But Thanksgiving, there's always the focus on the food, primarily turkey. But, you know, there's also a number of other great items to enjoy. I'm going to sound weird saying this, but with a grain of salt, after I give you this information, I have no sense of taste or smell. Born without it, That's yes. That's true. Long story. My favorite thing about any holiday, Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, whatever it always was when we were growing up, was mashed potatoes and gravy. Maybe I'm a little weird, but to me, that was always the big draw over the turkey, the ham, the meatloaf, whatever it happened to be. But I am very excited this holiday. Me with my loved ones, of course. I kind of like them. Hopefully they still like me <laughs> after all of this. And yeah, eating turkey, yeah. but eating those mashed potatoes and gravy, always a good time. Yeah, food is such a big deal, especially when it comes to Thanksgiving. Um, I know my in-laws are all at my house right now, and Had I a bit of an incident this morning, I huh? did, and I told you the story earlier, Mike, but I woke up around 4 a.m. this morning smelling something, and I automatically thought that my house was on fire. I don't know why. I ran into the hallway, but there was my mother-in-law in the living room saying, are you all right? And I said, I thought the house was on fire. She said, oh, I just got a jump start on cooking the turkey. That's, <laughs> so that was at that's incredible. Uh, four in the morning this morning. So my in-laws are hard at work today doing all of the cooking. So we're sh very appreciative of them. So speaking of what holiday habits truly mean for us emotionally, we have a mindset mental health expert, Tiffany Lovell. We're going to bring her on. Thank you, Tiffany, for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. We're so happy you're here with us. So let's jump right into it. What do holiday eating habits really mean for us emotionally? Well, I mean, we could look at the whole year and any eating habits mean something. But at the holidays, there tends to be a little bit more going on behind the scenes in terms of inside of people than what we really understand or than what we really care to actually pay attention to. So one of the things that I think is really important is recognizing that um, traditionally all the holidays that fall between, you know, October 31st and January 1st, there tends to be some kind of a big meal or a big something around it. You know, Halloween is full of the candy and we've got Thanksgiving, which is full of all of the things, right? The mashed potatoes and gravy, um, but the pies and the cakes and the turkey and all of those things. And then we move right into the holiday season where we've got those three weeks before Christmas that are full of brownies and cookies and cakes and all the goodies that are being delivered and in the office. And then we've got the big dinner on Thanks or on Christmas morning and, and Christmas afternoon. And then we go into New Year's. So there's like five or six really big things that are happening that again, traditionally, it's just about all of the food. But if I could really help people understand that 
you could show up and have such a different experience. If you started to separate out and made different traditions away from the food, you would actually have a much more enjoyable holiday season. That's a good point um, that a lot of the traditions do revolve around food and sweets. Um, I know my husband has a set menu that he grew up eating those exact dishes, so he has to cook that every Thanksgiving and Christmas. So what are some other traditions that families can really create for their families that are separate from food? Well, so, I mean, focusing on actually being intentional, being with the people that you're with, that's something that is really powerful. Um, they, when we give ourselves time to enjoy the company that we're with, when we show up and when we're really focused on and connecting to that other person, we have such a different outlook and a, and a different takeaway. And again, it's not about the food which we can eat and be with people. But when we make these special moments about the food, we miss the special person that's sitting right in front of us. And we might not get another holiday with them. So making the most of every single moment is so beautiful, so powerful. And, you know, we talked about how food is such a big deal for a lot of people, even if you yourself have made a conscious decision to step away from having your holidays be so food centric, the rest of the world is still like that. So what are some tips about going to holiday parties or even the dreaded office donuts or the dreaded office treats <laughs> that people bring in? So how do you stay strong throughout the holiday season without having food be at the center of how you celebrate almost every single holiday? Okay, so I'm so glad you asked this. The first thing is really understanding what you're gravitating towards and why you're gravitating towards that thing. So um, there's a level of just awareness that needs to happen when you are moving towards the plate of cookies or you're moving towards all the appetizers to be able to pause long enough to say, do I really want this? And if I do, great, I'm going to have this. But if I give myself permission to just think about why I'm choosing this thing, in the end, you might not even choose it at all. So here's an example. If you find that you gravitate towards salty foods, right? So that could be chips, that could be popcorn, that could be the mashed potatoes and gravy or the turkey or the ham, anything that has a high salt count in it, um, that typically means that you feel out of control in your life, that things are overwhelming. They may be in a spinning motion inside. Um, there may even be a level of anxiety that's happening. So again, pause. And then make a decision about, okay, what am I feeling out of control about? What do I, what could I do different? Where do I need to navigate this a little bit better in my life? And then make the decision, do I still want this thing? Or did I just need to deal with what was going on? And I was going to cover it by eating this thing, right? We can separate out the emotion from the food and being able to do that. So the other part of this is with sweets. If you are somebody who gravitates towards sweets, and any time of the year, right? Not just at the holidays, but this is particularly a sweet time of the year. This is, you are most likely craving an emotional connection. So people that eat a lot of sweets, cookies, brownies, ice creams, things like that, pie, um, are most often missing a connection with somebody. And 
what's really important about the holidays is recognizing this particular piece because the holidays tend to be a trigger for people of estranged relationships or grief, loss, people that have passed away that are no longer with them for the holidays, being too far away, any kind of separation that triggers that during this time of year. And now it makes it really easy to, for two and a half months, almost three months to just eat the sweet treats and, and not even think about why we're eating them anymore. But again, if you pause long enough to go, wait a minute, who am I really missing? What's this emptiness that I have inside of me? How can I fill that or bridge that or heal that in a different way? And then make the decision, do I still want the pie? Do I still want the fudge? And if you do, then have it. But if you don't, recognize that you just empowered yourself by separating out the emotion in one place and the food in the other. That way they're not tied together. Well, that, that to me is very profound. If we could really drive that home, can you repeat again uh, what the sweet is connected to emotionally and what the salty is connected to emotionally? Yeah, so the, the sweet foods are connected to really craving an emotional connection. So people who feel loss or grief or who feel separation, they will move towards that um, sweet treat or you know whatever that sweet food is. People who gravitate towards salty foods, they are feeling out of control in their life. There's a level of anxiety. There's a level of overwhelm. Um, just the chaos is happening inside of them. So again, it's the difference between those two. I had somebody once say, what if I have both? What if I'm going for salty and sweet things and they're mixed in one? Okay, well, chances are you probably feel out of control in some of your relationships. There's some things spinning inside those relationships that you're not currently able to or seeing what you can do to fix it or um, move it to a different scenario so that you have a little bit more control over that. Wow, definitely is some... I was about to say food for thought. <laughs> no pun intended. I actually thought you were going to say that. That's so funny. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. Mike doesn't like that I almost said that pun. But really, it is food for thought. I mean, I'm trying to think of another way to phrase that. But it's very profound to me that, you know, there are those direct correlations between our feelings and the specific types of food that we're craving. So I wanted to get your take on the fact that in our society, it's so normalized to just eat, 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 eat Thanksgiving through New Year's and then New Year's you go, oh, oh snap, you know, I've been eating the last two months. I'm going to set some New Year's resolutions. Everyone's in the gym. So it's just so normalized that everyone's like, oh, the holiday 10 pounds, that's so normal. What What's your take on that? And what do you think that really means uh, and about our society, really? Well, truthfully, from where I sit, it's people who are unwilling to deal with the pain and the trauma and the separation and loss that they have inside. So they eat it all holiday season. And then in January, they feel super guilty about it and decide, well, I better do something. So they take care of it physically. But what they don't realize is that no matter how much time you spend in the gym and how low your calorie count is, you still aren't dealing with any of the emotional things that are underneath that. But as soon as you stop working out, as soon as you stop that meal plan, the weight comes back. And not because the gym wasn't working or because the, um, the diet wasn't good enough, but because you never dealt with the emotional reasons why the weight was there in the first place. And that's a really critical piece. So you're saying that a lot of people are just kind of covering up what they need to deal with emotionally 
with food. I think Mike might have a question. Let's go to Mike Bell now. Not a question so much as just a comment that it sounds like uh, people are treating the symptom but not the cause. That's all. Oh my gosh, yes. You hit the nail right on the head. Yes. Because think about if we go to the doctor's office and where they're like, you know, I've got a runny nose and I've got a sore throat and they're like, well, you know, here's here's some nose spray and here's some throat lozenges. They're treating the symptoms but not the root cause of what's actually going on. Absolutely. Yes. So when we start to deal with the emotional things underneath, we don't crave some of these things that we eat as a way to just numb and to bury what we're feeling. Right. No, go ahead, Victoria. I, I'm sorry. Well, I, it's just uh, the holidays, obviously, a very emotional time for everybody, especially if you're missing loved ones over the years. Uh, I've been there uh, without going too deep into my own personal history, but for eight years now, we've been missing my brother at Thanksgiving and at Christmas, and every big holiday, you notice that there's an empty chair uh, where somebody used to be. And I have noticed over the years that sometimes I do dig into the food a little bit more, or even the alcohol a little bit more, especially on the holidays, to because I'm, it's bittersweet, and I feel like we're all missing something, and I'm not the only one in my family noticing these issues. So you coming here and telling us about we're not the only ones, that this is a big problem for a lot of people around the holidays, it, it does mean a lot. Yeah. Well, and what you just said was so powerful to think about that, you know, if we have this emptiness or this loneliness inside of us for somebody who's been gone for eight years, we tend to fill ourselves up with what we have in front of us. And so at the end of that day, we feel stuffed, right? We feel physically full and yet we're still emotionally empty, but we don't focus on the emotionally empty part because our physical body is now so uncomfortable because it's so full that now we're like, oh my gosh, body, we got to get to the gym in January and we really got to work on this. But again, like we didn't really grieve or celebrate the life of this person that we're not with or try to find ways to connect with those that we can't be with at the holidays. We just stuffed. And honestly, this doesn't just happen at the holidays. It happens all year round. The holidays are just an extra triggery time for people because of loss and separation and grief and all of those different elements. But it doesn't have to be that way. You're so right. It does not have to be that way. We all have to eventually face these things. At least that would be the healthy uh, uh, thing to do, I assume. So taking this advice, I've been listening to this for the last 10 minutes, and it's like it's hitting home. So I just had a comment on that. So appreciate you being able to speak out about these things. It's very true. I can attest to it. And speaking yeah, of... Can I, oh, go can ahead. I make a quick suggestion for him? I just yeah. want, like... I just want to really honor, you know, how he feels about his brother and that tomorrow and going into Christmas, really focus on being intentional about like, how would I love to show up this year that would really honor his memory versus bury it and stuff it down in so I don't have to feel it. Really go into tomorrow with this feeling of, you know what, I, I love him and I miss him and I want to really honor him today. And so I'm going to make this day about celebrating his life, our opportunity to be together, how much we cared about each other, those kind of things, and see how your experience shows up very differently this year. That's some, definitely some great advice, and I hope uh, Mike definitely uh, 
listens to it, and I hope other people can also learn from this conversation. But what are some top tips? So if people are realizing that they're reaching for certain types of food because they're covering up some deep inner feelings, once they recognize that that's obviously the first step, what would you suggest they do after that to really deal with what they're feeling on an emotional level? Well, so some people don't love it, but I tell my clients every time, like, get out a piece of paper, get out a pen and write it out because it doesn't do you any good to keep it inside. We got to see what's inside by getting it out. So writing on the top of the paper, I feel anxious because, or I feel out of control because, and let yourself write out all the reasons why you feel out of control or why you feel sad or why you feel grief in this moment. And then go back and read that and then get rid of that, right? It's just about being able to get it out. So you're writing it, you're now seeing it, you're being able to feel it, you're activating several different senses in that moment, and then you're actually getting rid of it. So your body and your mind see that you are getting rid of it, which then frees up space inside of you to hey, now I can make a decision. Do I really want this pie or not? And it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that it was going to be a tool to just numb and bury whatever you were feeling. So journaling is always one. A lot of people don't love to journal. And I'm not saying go out and buy, I mean, I have like journals everywhere, but I'm not saying that. Just get a little piece of paper and jot down some things so you can see it. I've also had clients who are like, well, can I just think about what I'm, no. You need to see it in your handwriting. You need to get it on the outside of your body so that it isn't sitting inside anymore. So that's one of my one of my number one tips that I tell clients is making sure that they can just start to extract the story that's inside so then they can separate out that emotion. That's a great exercise that I think anybody can benefit from, whether you've had a stressful day, whether you're using food to compensate for feelings or really any anything. So I love that idea. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to apply that to my life. Is there anything else that you'd like to add as we really dive headfirst into the holiday eating season as of tomorrow? Is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience? I think really just think about how would you love for your next year to be because how you end this year is how you're going to start next year. And so do you want to start next year feeling super guilty and super overwhelmed and super frustrated at yourself? Or do you want to start next year, like feeling really empowered and confident and strong and bold Will it comes from right now, from this moment, how you step into tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that, it's about making those decisions every single day that, you know what, today I'm just honoring who I am. I'm showing up. I'm being intentional. I'm being present. I'm loving the people that I'm with. I'm not making this about anything. I'm making it about experiences and really cultivating connections in my life. That's how you're going to start an amazing 2022. That's some excellent advice there. And I'm going to pop up Mike here so we can uh, just really thank you for taking the time for joining us here ahead of Thanksgiving and giving us something to think about. Uh, we definitely appreciate you being here. It was and some good so stuff welcome. to hear. It really was. And I'm sure a lot of people, at least I hope a lot of people can hear this message and realize, you know, uh, there is grief and there is sometimes a lot of issues when it comes to gathering together for the holidays. But it doesn't have to be that way. And there are measures you can take to at least try to get better. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. And really quickly, if people are intrigued by what you're saying, uh, 
what, where can they find you? Where can they find you online if they want to learn more about you? Totally. So you can find me on Facebook under Tiffany Lovell. Um, I also have a free gift for anybody who's watching and is like, I would just love a little bit more support through the holiday season. We have a really beautiful journal that we put together to help you reflect on 2021 and then move into the new year, asking some really good questions, helping you just, you know, gain some insight over what happened this year and where you want to go next year. So you can grab that at um, reclaiminglightgift.com and it's just an immediate download that you can go and snag and just really give yourself permission to reflect and to think and then to plan into how do I want my 2022 to be and there's an opportunity to write kind of connect with me through there as well if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me so grab the journal go find me on Facebook and I'm happy to just connect and and see what I can serve and help you with. Very great stuff. Well, again, Tiffany Lovell, a mindset mental health expert. We are so appreciative of you being here today on Local News Live, and we hope you have a great holiday season. Thank you. Thank you again, Tiffany. You're so welcome. Thank you. All right. Again, that was Tiffany Lovell. She is a mental health expert um, who was really helping us there with some information about how to Really be cognizant of what you're eating, why you're eating it, and if there's something emotionally that you're trying to bury. So she gave us some really great tips. So we thank you so much for listening to us on our podcast, watching us on Facebook Live, or watching us on your favorite great television website. If you would like to continue watching Local News Live, you can always do so by going to your favorite great TV website and clicking Watch Live. And if that station is not in a newscast. That's where you can find us.